0: hi my friends! Welcome back to the Research to Empower Masterclass series. I'm Grace Liu, joined by my sister, Jessica, and we're talking about research in a way that's easy to digest and fun. Today, we're talking about making plans. How do you plan for big projects, Jessica?
1: Um, I probably wouldn't make a plan, Percy, because most of the time, I just go with the flow. That's how a lot of authors do it sometimes too um you're I, a very like creative and artistic
0: type of person i feel like
1: i wouldn't like make it very blocky and robotic i would make it so it's like smooth like going with the waves sort of you wouldn't really i would just mm-hmm. like if it was like writing a story or a book i would probably like go along with how the story is going
0: see you and i are like polar opposites because i'm sure you you never like if you were to say, write a book, right? You wouldn't split it up into stage one, stage two, stage three. Like No,
1: that would be like nothing like me. You if would you just, ever see mm-hmm. me doing that, just know I've been kidnapped and you need to ask for help. You mean you need to ask for help? You
0: need to because I'm kidnapped and that's not me okay yeah but i'm the type that would split any big project up into stages and then tasks within those stages and that kind of stuff i'm the type to pull out google sheets and notion and a google doc and then spend the entire morning putting tasks into my calendar and making little check boxes and categories for tasks in a project especially with research and larger projects. I will go crazy without a timeline for general milestones and day-to-day tasks written down. I feel like I'm getting better at allocating more time for actually doing the research rather than spending all my energy planning for it. Before, when I wrote my first paper, I used Google Sheets and boy, I get a headache looking at it now. I had columns for the month slash year that I was planning on completing each section, so I split the research project into nine stages. And that was before I discovered Notion, so it took me a long time to type everything and then type it all over again in Google Calendar because I have to have the reminders for me every single day of what I'm doing and now I recommend Notion because you can dump all your tasks in one place and it'll help you organize it it even formats it so that you can view it in different ways like a calendar view, a board view and then just all your tasks in one view you sound like an ad why are you doing this? I know, I'm such a nerd for these things and I will literally ramble on and on and on about the products that I like to use and all of that stuff, but let's just get to the point about what this has to do with research. So this is really important because making sure that you're on track and on top of deadlines is super important. So. I recommend having at least large milestones for big chunks, like choosing a topic, reviewing literature, data collection, the first draft of the paper, (laughs) Jessica sighing, etc. So for each milestone, you might want to go by months for a timeline. For example, by the end of July, I want to finish collecting data. And this depends on your schedule, so please make it realistic. I personally have a problem with making unrealistic goals because I'm an overachiever. I would be like, I'm finishing the entire literature review this week, even though I have school and other obligations. What would you do then? I would actually do the bulk of my research work during longer breaks, like winter break or spring break, where I have a week mostly all to myself. And maybe this type of schedule doesn't work for you. That's completely okay. Carefully consider, and I suggest you list it out, what takes up most of your time now and how you can fit research into it. Especially repeated things that you're currently doing right now, like soccer practice every day after school for an hour, piano classes every Saturday, babysitting, working shifts on weekdays, etc. What if you had absolutely no time? Like you, do you feel like you have no time? Yeah,
1: for research? I have no time for research. Like, let me tell you my plan every day, okay? So first I wake up and then I eat breakfast, which takes like, a long time and then I do some work and at that time inc- I'm completely inside Jessica mode so I can't do anything and that lasts until around like 6pm and that's when I eat dinner you just completely yeah. lunch? yeah you have lunch somewhere in between but yeah. you're still in Jessica and mode and then um After I do that, I go on my iPad or like watch TV. And then after that I sleep. So obviously no time for research. And if you're saying like before 6 p.m. you could do research, no. I'm sorry,
0: no, that's reserved, okay? You are activating like sassy Jessica mode right now. But I'm going to argue back because if you have trouble, I mean, I don't know why Jessica over here would say that she has trouble fitting anything into her schedule because she literally right now, we're on summer break and, and you're pretty much at home all day. Anyway, so let's pretend Jessica is someone who has a really, really busy schedule and actually has meetings with everyone all the time and is constantly on the move. I would suggest to this version of Jessica to just try to even squeeze five minutes in a day dedicated to, for example, reading articles. And at the end of the week, what's so amazing about it is you would have read for 35 minutes and probably finished like two articles or so. So it's really, really powerful to squeeze in just a little bit of time, but make it consistent every single day, dedicate a little bit to research. Because we've gone over already how important research is and we've already hopefully established your personal reason why you do research. And now you already even know kind of what general direction you want to go into. So you've already committed a lot of time on research, hopefully, and a lot of mental energy, precious mental energy on research. So now is the time for you to fully commit by making this a daily habit. Just spend... Start with spending five minutes a day doing a little bit of research, doing a little bit of reading on that topic that you care about. And it can really go far at the end of the week. You have learned so much more than if you hadn't tried to squeeze in those five minutes. That leads me to my closing question for this episode, which is how can you plan out your research project in a way that's not overly obsessive, but also make sure you get the job done. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out details about articles and stuff we reference, it's available in the show notes. Head over to research2empower.org to submit your response to the question for each episode and complete the masterclass along the way. Tune in to the next episode for tips on self-learning research.